Welcome back to episode 79 of the Draft FC podcast. Welcome back to the Draft FC podcast. And for those who have been sleeping for the last few weeks, you'll be wondering what on earth has happened to the name, the logo, and possibly the website if you've had a look on there. Um, if you didn't catch the last episode, we've uh, obviously had a bit of a rebrand over the summer uh, ahead of a big upcoming season. So the FPL Draft Hub podcast um, is going to carry on, but is now going to be under the guise of Draft FC. So don't panic. You'll still get all the usual pods that, you've, that you're used to, um, just with a different name, different logo and a slightly more shiny and swish website, which I would encourage you all to go and visit and we'll mention again at the end. This podcast marks the first in a series of podcasts that um, will be coming out over the next week or two. Uh, in which I have some conversations with you, the listeners, to get a sense of what your draft experiences are like, how you play the game, some lessons you've learned before looking ahead to the upcoming season. I'm really pleased with how all the conversations have gone. Um, And this first episode, I'm joined by Nikolai, who um, dialed in all the way from Bucharest in Romania. It was a really great chat. And I think for me, just really emphasised that um, no matter how much we get uh, down into the dark depths of our own draft leagues really Um, lots of us are all having very similar experiences ourselves just with a different set of people and sometimes across different continents Um, so without further ado let's get into our conversation with Nikolai and for reference this conversation took place on Saturday the 9th of July so any transfer talk is up to date as of then So welcome to the first guest episode on the newly named Draft FC podcast. Uh, I'm pleased to be joined today by uh, a fellow manager in Nikolai, joining us all the way from Romania. I'm going to let Nikolai introduce himself uh, in a moment, but um, I already know that he's been playing draft for a couple of years. And I think um, last season he probably really got the bug because um, he nearly won his league, which I'm sure he'll tell us all about in a moment in his 12-team league. Um, but Nikolai, do you want to introduce yourself? Yes. Hi, I'm Nikolai, and uh, I've been playing for three years fantasy now. Uh, I've played draft in the last two, and uh, the last season was pretty crazy, and uh, can't wait to talk about it. Good, good. Um, so I guess first things first, um, obviously you're coming to us from Romania. So how have you got involved in the English FBL game? Uh, well, uh, I've learned uh, about fantasy from Twitter, actually. So uh, in the first uh, year then uh, that I played fantasy, uh, I played with some people from Twitter that invited me in their league. Uh, they were also from Romania, but also we, some of them were based in UK. So they were still, they were also Romanians. So mm-hmm. uh, in the first year, it... Uh, we only played the, the classic uh, fantasy and it didn't quite catch me that hard. But the second uh, year, uh, one of them said, well, we should try the, the, the draft uh, FPL. And uh, since then, it's only draft and <laughs> we, we forgot about the other one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that tends to be how it goes. So do you have, um, I mean, do you have a Premier League team that, that you follow do you do you watch a lot of the premier league 
Yes, but I think all the matches. I I'm watching Manchester United since I was a kid, like 18 years ago. Mm-hmm. Since Ronaldo was the first time here, and mm-hmm. uh, since then, I think in the last years I saw almost every match, including last places. And yes, <laughs> it doesn't matter which team plays; it's the best league. Yes. And and how is it? Um, do, do a lot of the games get broadcast in in Romania? Uh, yes, uh, almost all of them. Okay, we have a Euro, Eurosport, and uh, almost all of them are broadcasted. Yeah, you probably have it better than us because um, most of the Saturday kind of afternoon games don't usually get broadcast on TV in in the UK for some really weird laws. So often Europeans can get more games on TV than than um, we can but um, it's interesting that you're a Man United fan I've got a theory that you can't really have a draft league without at least one Man United fan um, in there otherwise who's going to pick up Maguire but uh, we'll come on to that later so you obviously mentioned there you started playing the normal game and then you started playing draft and that really took took hold of you so in the background, do, do you chat a lot with the other guys in the draft group? Do you have a WhatsApp group or, or a Twitter message? How, how do you sort of chat with each other? Um, last year, we, we made a group, a WhatsApp group, and uh, all, of, all of us were uh, in there. And some, mostly they are chatting a lot, but some of them are a little bit quiet. But uh, the competition it's coming from each of them very very hard yes especially with the traits they are so stubborn and they don't want to let them play their players go <laughs> yeah no i think everyone can um relate to that um do people discuss their trades quite openly on the group or is that happening behind the scenes no 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 it's it's happening on the group okay some All of right. them are watching mostly the the players at their favorite team some of them, some of them, they don't care about which team plays. They just want the best players. So, yeah, fine. So, obviously, I mentioned in the intro, um, you're in a 12-team league, and you came second last year. So, give give us a flavor of of how last season went for you and your league. Uh, well, I think it it started pretty bad in the in the beginning because uh, in the day of the draft when we had to pick our 15 players i i had I, the draft started everyone was picking the player and uh, after the first round my my internet was uh, was uh, done mm-hmm. and uh, i couldn't connect anymore so oh, no. the others 12 it came automatically from the game and uh, i got a little bit frustrated then so after that, uh, I realized that my team is not exactly what I like in the round one when the championship started. And uh, I started uh, doing some trades. And then after this round two, another one. And then another one. And then another one. Until I got the nickname that I'm the <laughs> Mino Raiola of the group. <laughs> <laughs> and, and everyone was like, "Be careful! If Nick Nicole, Nico wants something from you, it's, it means that he's trying to make a trick with yours." Like <laughs> yeah, we've got a guy like that in our group. <laughs> and I think in the end, you uh, you can see when you click on a team how many transactions they've made. And I think the second place after me was like eighty nine transactions, 
and I was first with 217. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I guess uh, you you had kind of had to do that with your draw the way that your um, draft went. That's yes. a shame. Yes, and uh, throughout the season, I I was watching the free players all the time. Always watching after some low key players that might explode, that they they might help me in a way. And uh, I think the best example is that uh, when Chilwell was uh, was free in the round seven, I think mm-hmm. I took him in my team. He hadn't hadn't played any minute until then, and then he played four in a row, and he had like sixty points or so. Yeah. And then I trade him for Bowen because uh, that guy loves Chelsea. And he said, oh, oh my God, Chilwell, I have to have him. <laughs> he said, I will give you anything. Just give me Chilwell. <laughs> and I, I trade Chilwell uh, and Zaha for Bowen and uh, Christensen, I think. And uh, then Bowen exploded. Mm-hmm. And that helped me very much uh, to, to stay up in the rankings because I, I think... 80 time, 80% of the time I was on the second place because the first uh, guy had Salah and Trent. And it was quite hard. Yeah, having Salah and Trent is, is a pretty good baseline. It's a pretty good head start to keep you near the top for a lot of the league. Um, the guy in our league who had Salah was first for a lot of the season. He was first until Christmas, at least. He did. He kind of tailed off a bit towards the, the, the back end of the season. But yeah, it's... It does help when you've got a guy like Salah in your team um, for for most of those early weeks. So you got, a, I guess, it's fair to say as well. There's a little bit of luck involved, isn't there? Getting those players just when they're they're about to hit a good run of form. Yeah, I I, I think I was pretty lucky too because the the Chilwell example is not the only one. I think I have twenty like this. Yeah. <laughs> like uh, in the third round, I think Ferran Torres scored eighteen points and. Uh, then I, I trade him for, uh, I'm not sure. I think only Watkins. I'm mm-hmm. not sure. But uh, then Ferran Torres didn't make any point and he was injured. And so, but in the end, in the last part, Watkins made some pretty good points. So it was yeah. another yeah. great trade. Yes, I think there was some lucky ball too. But I think. Uh, when my opponent from the first place got some help is when Mares, I think until round 15, he didn't make some points or he, he wasn't at his best. Anyway, he wasn't playing all the matches, but uh, he, uh, he took him from in a trade and then suddenly Mares exploded and was like Mm. 14 points, 15, 12. And, then Salah dropped, but he had Mares, he had Trent, and I think he that helped him very much. Mm. So if we go back to, I know you obviously had the connection issues, but if we go back to draft day, um, and obviously we'll we'll be looking ahead to um, the new season's draft day soon. But what what was your approach going into draft day, ignoring the internet issues? Did you have a, did you have a list made out, or were you just doing it? On the day last year, yeah, I did it on the day. I okay. I approached the tactic on the day, but this year I know for sure I want to be on. I have to have my connection on, and I already have like ninety three players in my watch list. So, Good, yeah. Uh, 
usually I, I don't go that much after the big players because I know everyone wants them. I know I can't have too many of them, maybe one or two of the top 10. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm trying to see who can help me from a lower position, from a lower rank, and uh, maybe take them in uh, in the first day of draft. Mm. So do you like to take gambles on draft day? Is that Are you looking for those guys who, um, you know, maybe not necessarily a regular starter, but you think they might be a regular starter next year? Is that Are you looking at players like that on draft day, or are you looking for guys who game week one are going to be definitely starting and, and getting you points straight away? No, I think the, the first part mm-hmm. that you mentioned. Uh, I'm looking someone who can make a surprise or something like that. I'm thinking now about... As an example, at Grealish, I know he hadn't had a very good first season. He wasn't a starter all the matches, but I'm thinking to, I, I, I think no one wants him in my league, at least in the first five rounds. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking maybe he, he will explode or he will have a big season. Mm. And I guess, um, you know, they're selling Sterling. Um, they've sold Jesus. So, um, in theory, there's less competition for those Manchester City players, so I think someone like Graylish, um, yeah, is probably due to have a bit of a a better yeah. a better season this year. Yeah, I hope so. And yeah, I mean, I think what you mentioned as well, I think it's an, a point to, to anyone listening out there. It's really important to at least set a decent number of players up in the watch list, so that if the worst thing happens and you lose your internet connection, your laptop breaks, whatever, that you're not just going to auto draft on the FPL's rankings. It's actually going to be the players that you want. Uh, because if you look down at the games, FPL um, draft rankings, they're not always what you would want. There are some dodgy picks in there. Um, I've already had a look at the ones that the game has put in. Um, I think Firmino's above Alexander Arnold, for example. So you definitely don't want to be just letting the game um, draft for you if um, if the worst comes to the worst. So moving into the season, um, you've obviously mentioned already that you're a bit of a Rayola character doing lots of trading and, and wavering. What is your approach to getting those players in? Are you looking for form players? Are you looking for players who've got good fixtures coming up? Are you just, or are you using how you see them playing when you're watching the games? Uh, I think the last two, I'm I'm watching all the games, so I know which player in which form it is. Um, and uh, also, I have to check the fixtures. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that uh, I think everyone does that, because at some point in the, I think in the middle of the season, someone said, don't trade anything with Nico, because he's only watching the fixtures and... Uh, <laughs> He wants he he may give you a better player than yours, but he's watching the fixture, so take care of it. <laughs> and I think everyone watches the fixtures, but I that's uh, the the best point I think is to watch the games, to watch the players, and maybe you have a feeling, maybe you have mm-hmm. an intention. He's gonna go, he's gonna get better next matches. He's gonna get to be a starter next matches. Yeah, and I guess um, with your background. Um, I'm sure that the, the numbers and the statistics stand out to you or, or are they not that big a deal for you? 
No, they 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 are. I always watch the, <laughs> all, all all the statistics, all the all the numbers. I love numbers, so mm-hmm. it's my job also. Yes, yeah. By, by taking care of the numbers, and also we we are playing also in the in a football competition here in Bucharest. It's a mini football competition, uh, six versus six, and uh, I'm the guy with the statistics for the team. How many? <laughs> fouls how many passes how many minutes played everything <laughs> well it sounds like you're taking it seriously yes. <laughs> okay so you obviously came uh you, you, you know you nearly got first but but not quite what do you think are some of the lessons that you've learned some of the mistakes maybe that you've made um that you're going to change for this upcoming season um i think i gambled too much last season I I went from round to round making too many trades, too many transactions. And uh, that's why in the end, my team was looking like, who are these people? <laughs> like, I had uh, Barclay and uh, that uh, defender from Chelsea, uh, who Kennedy, I think. I had uh, Rak Sakiri from Crystal Palace. Like, mm-hmm. who has these players? <laughs> uh, and it seems that even though I, I had some bit of luck, I had a, a bit of intuition by uh, bringing players that ha- helped me in the final part. The guy that had Trent Salah, Mahrez, big names, still won it. Even though Robertson scored, he had Robertson also, but he didn't have it from the beginning. Mm-hmm. And that goal from Robertson in the 89 minute, he, that won the championship. <laughs> But, oh, so that that won him his head to head, and and gave him the win. Yes, yes. Ah. Uh, we we weren't playing against each other in the last round. I was uh, I was uh, playing with uh, the last guy in the mm-hmm. championship, the twelfth place guy, and he was playing against the eleventh place guy. Oh. And uh, <laughs> we were we were both losing, but then uh, Gundogan start uh, came in for City, mm-hmm. and uh, I had him. So he scored the goals, everyone knows. And uh, I was winning, but he was still losing. And then Salah scored and Robertson scored. Mm-hmm. And that was it. And that's it. Yeah, that was a crazy, crazy final final day. I remember on our group, um, we were keeping a look on the, the live table and there's lots of changes happening between the, the lower places in the league. Um, thing I forgot to ask in the beginning, do you have um, like a prize for coming first or is it just, coming first that's very good question that we just did that for this year we started uh, putting some money in it Mm -hmm. and the first three places will get a prize in the end all the money will most of them will go to the first place but we chose to uh, to give a prize to the second and third also okay nice so you so you won a little bit of money yes fine nice nice yeah we have a similar thing in in um in our league instead of getting the because we all live reasonably close to each other so um, we tend to uh, go for uh, a meal and we'll go out for dinner um, once at Christmas and once at the end of the season and the guys who are at the bottom of the league basically pay the bill for the guys who are at the top of the league Um, that's that's, critical (laughs) yeah so that's how we do it Um, uh, I mean our league's been going I keep five years. This is going to its sixth year now. Um, we also have a trophy. 
um, that we get engraved with the winner's name and it gets passed to the winner each year. So at the end of season meal, we'll pass the the trophy on to, to the next person. So um, yeah, we probably take it slightly too seriously for, for what it's worth, but we all love it. Um, okay, so I guess we're, we're going to have to start looking ahead to the season that's coming up pretty soon now. Um, you mentioned already that you've got sort of 90 to 100 names already ranked. Yes. Um, do you think most of the guys in your draft group are in a, a similar position now? Are they all starting to take it more seriously? Yes, of course. Uh, there's been some discussion with the money, so that maybe we can put some a bigger amount mm-hmm. <laughs> in, pla- in place because most of them said that it's... Is too small the price, mm-hmm. and um, for for us it's a bit uh, harder to do a meal and someone to pay because one of us is in UK, yeah. another one is in France, another one is in Canada. Mm-hmm. In Bucharest, it, yeah. we are only three from Bucharest. Others are in other towns in Romania. So yeah, that uh, uh, that that would be quite an expensive meal if you yeah. had to if you had to meet up. <laughs> I'm sure everyone takes it uh, more seriously now. And um, uh, for sure, they have a watch list. They already said some names. There's one guy that's it's shouting for Neymar, Neymar, Neymar. She <laughs> wants him at Chelsea. And he said, if Neymar comes to Chelsea, I want him stay away from him. <laughs> like if, everyone wants Holland from what I've seen. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think Son, Holland and Son are the most. Mm-hmm. Do you have any Manchester City fans in your league? Uh, yes, I think four of them out of 12. Four? Wow. Yes. Okay. We've got one and I thought that was enough. <laughs> yeah, it should be enough. Four yeah. is so much. <laughs> yeah, wow. Four. Okay, so they're all fighting for the, the usual Man City players and the defenders, etc. Okay. Um, well, the guy that took the title and had Salah wants Haaland also. Oh, okay. I, I think no one said Salah. <laughs> interesting. Okay. That's interesting, yes. Yeah. All right. Well, that brings me on to my next question, which is, um, and maybe you don't want to disclose it for fear of passing on your information, but do you know if you're, you know, if on draft day and your name comes up first with the first overall pick, do you know who you're going to take? Yes, I, I was thinking about this, and uh, it's Luis Diaz for me. Luis Diaz, okay, first overall pick. Wow, yes. okay. So over Salah, over Haaland, uh, over Son, over Kane, yeah. I think I, I don't like putting a guy that just came into Premier League, my first pick, mm-hmm. like Haaland. Uh, Son, I think he will not play all the matches like he did last year mm-hmm. because they have Champions League now. And, and Richarlison. And Richarlison. And uh, Salah dropped a bit of form in the last part of the season. And I don't really like Liverpool, so... <laughs> <laughs> but I really like this guy. It's, mm. he, I think he's amazing. The way he adapted to the Premier League, he, he's, I think he will have a, a bigger season than he did uh, in the last one. So you think he's going to be the main man now Mane's left? You think he'll be the, the main guy getting the goals? Yeah, and uh, maybe assist also too. I think they will mm. play with Salah and Diaz and maybe Jota or Nunes up front. 
fine, fine. Well, on that note, is there are there any guys who you think are too really overrated? Guys who everyone else wants who you you just don't really care about. Uh, I saw that many people want Kane also, mm-hmm. and I'm not really eager to get Kane. I know forwards are less and uh, and they, they are harder to find, but uh, I I don't really see it as a, as that much value since it will be a bit harder for them this year. They didn't they had Conference League for three months last year and mm-hmm. then they were free. They didn't have the European competition. So it will not be that easy this time for mm. King and so on. And they also are older with one year. They will not play that many minutes now that they're, they are playing Champions League also. For sure, they will have some matches where they will be on the bench. Fine. And what do you make of the um, the new rules that allow five five substitutes? Do you think that will have a big impact on on the players that we want? Yeah, I think, and I'm thinking about the nightmare of having someone in the first 11 and they come, came in the last five minutes and they bring you a point because now you have five substitutions. Mm-hmm. If they had three, maybe they would, wouldn't score and someone from the bench. Would have yes. Been. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't really, I really don't like the, <laughs> the five substitutions rule, but. Yeah, it's not only that as well. I think we'll probably end up seeing more guys get substituted on sort of 55 minutes, you know, just before the the 60 minute mark. And so maybe defenders who you're about to get a clean sheet for just get substituted before the 60 minutes and they share the minutes with the backup. You know, I'm thinking particularly at, at Tottenham, um, you know, like the, the wing backs, Perisic, everyone really wants Perisic, but I wouldn't be surprised if he's substituted early in a lot of games and shares the minutes with Sessegnon or or whoever the the backup is. And I think lots of teams will probably do that. Now that you've got five substitutes, um, you can afford to give players a bit more of a rest. And particularly the teams that are playing in Champions League, Europa League, they'll they'll want to give their main guys uh, a rest. Um, I mean, teams like City, like Manchester City, and obviously we were talking about Grealish earlier. I wonder if it could be a good thing for players like like Grealish, because maybe instead of them staying on the bench, maybe they get 30, 40 minutes in a game, whereas usually they might have just stayed on, on the bench if, if they didn't start. Um, we'll have to wait and see. I guess each manager is going to be different, because I think, um, I don't know, Pep doesn't strike me as someone who's probably going to use five substitutes. He hardly ever uses three substitutes. Yeah, I just wanted to mention that Pep was not using his first his free yeah. substitutions. I don't think he will use <laughs> uh, those five. But uh, you mentioned uh, an interesting name, Perisic. Mm. I just saw a stat yesterday, I think, when uh, someone uh, noted that he was substituted substituted uh, before the 60 minutes like 12 times yeah. in the last season. And he has Sessegnon as the backup. Which he's uh, he's a pretty good backup, Sessegnon. And yeah. uh, maybe he will not Perisic will not be on the pitch for the sixty minutes. We need him. Mm. Uh, and I was thinking uh, when I was uh, making my watch list, I was thinking about Robertson, even though I don't like him. But he was a bit better than uh, Trent in the last part of the season, 
And then I remembered that they have Tsimikas. And Who's really good. Who's really good. And yeah. they have five substitutions now. And maybe Robertson will come out much often. And who knows, maybe before yeah. 60 minutes. Yeah, I, mean, I can't remember what his sort of points per, per game was, but Simikas, every time he played, was getting a clean sheet and, and an assist or something. He was getting some really good returns. Um, and he looked really good whenever you watched him play. Really, just uh, really good on the eye. So I think, um, yeah, I think he's definitely um, someone that could end up uh, getting rested a little bit more. I think Trent on the other side, there's obviously no real clear backup for for him but but yeah Simicass is very capable of um of getting some some extra minutes yeah um, he will even be the starter in some matches for sure yeah yeah I, w- I, w- I would agree i think so too interesting he's a name i don't think i've got in my rankings at the moment so maybe i'll have to get him in now <laughs> um fine what about someone a bit of an underrated you know hidden gem pick that you've got your eye on for you know, one of the really late rounds. Is there anyone that you, you're hoping to, to pick up? I think I have some names. Uh, I think from the lower ranks, I, I have Mikolenko, I think. He's 30, 328, I think, something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I have Johnny from Wolverhampton. Um, James Justin from Leicester. I'm not sure how much he will play because they have lots of defenders. Yeah, Leicester. yeah. And uh, they have Castagne, Pereira, Justin. It's Luke Thomas also. They are mm-hmm. pretty. I I really like Ryan Aitnery from Wolves. I'm not sure how much he will play, but I hope he will he will be a regular starter. Mm-hmm. And uh, as a goalkeeper, I have uh, David Rea from Brentford. Fine. I mean, with your um, defenders, there's a bit of a theme there, isn't there? I guess you're someone who prefers the wing wingers, the wing backs versus the, the centre backs. Yeah, pretty much because they are closer to make an assist, mm-hmm. even though maybe they will not take the clean sheet in that match. And central back is harder to make an assist or score a goal. Mm-hmm. But uh, I really like um, Konate from Liverpool. I'm not yeah, sure it- how much he will play, but... He's a really interesting one. I was going to bring him up actually, because I think um I think for now you would have to say that Joel Matip is still probably the, the starter, but I think towards the end of the season we were starting to see Kanate playing in most of the big big games. Um I mean I think he played in the Champions League, I think. Um and so I think yeah, there could be some really good value picking up. I mean, I picked up Joel Matip last year in in like the eighth round or something like that. So I got pretty good value on, on him, but I think Kanate could be someone similar for, for this year. And I wouldn't be surprised if come sort of September, October, Kanate and, and is, is the main guy next to Van Dyke uh, in the defence there. And obviously if you get a starting Liverpool defender, that's a pretty good source of points over the season. Yeah, it will be... Just to watch which one wants club in the Champions League, which one wants in in mm. the league. Um, what about for sort of, I guess, taking an one eye off draft for a second, just looking at the football, how do you see the Premier League going next season? Which teams do you think are going to do well? Which teams do you not think are going to do 
very well because that would, I guess, then sort of dictate which players you're you're looking at. Well, I think Manchester United is not going to do well, <laughs> and I'm not watching. I think no one from Manchester. United. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I think I have no one in the watch list from United. Wow. Okay. So that I think that says a lot, mm-hmm. and. Um, I don't like City and Liverpool, of course, but I have some names from them and I think they will do well again. Uh, I'm not sure Chelsea will be the third team. Maybe they will drop a bit. Mm-hmm. And I think Conte will do some big things with Spurs. Maybe they will get the third place. I don't think they can reach City and Liverpool level Yeah, for the moment. Yeah, fine. And what about the other end? Uh, I really like uh, Nottingham Forest. Not for any particular reason. Because, uh, <laughs> I hope they will not uh, go back mm-hmm. instantly. Uh, I think Leeds will have a tough season. Mm-hmm. They just uh, escaped last season, but yeah. they they sold Phillips, and uh, if Rafinha goes, it will get very hard for them. Yeah, I think. Um... Yeah, Rafinha's are really, well, Phillips, they're both really important players for them. I know they're getting good money for them, but um, yeah, I think Leeds are going to struggle. I'm still not really convinced Everton um, are going to do very well. I just think a lot of their players don't really have the, the fight in them to to compete in the Premier League. There's just a lot of guys in there with who are very questionable to me. I think Crystal Palace are going to carry on doing better. I think they, they really had a good turnaround last year under under Vieira but uh, and, and Newcastle I think are going to have a, a good season this year I think they'll be aiming probably to finish in the top half um, and I've got a few uh, a few of the Newcastle guys in my, in my watch list particularly Trippier I think he could have a really good season Bruno Gamares I mean Callum Wilson had a great end to the season when he came back from from injury I can't remember the game it was I think it was when they beat Arsenal I don't think I've ever seen Callum Wilson run that fast. Even back before he was um, before he was injured, he looked really, really sharp. So yeah, I think I think Newcastle, and they're probably going to buy some some good players before the end of the transfer window anyway. So yeah, I've, I quite like the look of Newcastle moving forward. On to United, though. I mean, if you put yourself in the shoes of someone who has to pick up a couple of United players if it's getting to the later rounds. If you really had to, who are the United players that you would recommend with your fan insight into Man United? Which I know is, you're pretty pessimistic at the moment, but uh, if you had to, who are the guys that you would go? I guess there's the obvious ones like Bruno Fernandes, but the defenders seem like a complete lottery. I have no idea really who to go for from the United defenders. I think maybe Tadesh will play. In the left side, maybe it uh, the the attack at attacking threat he has will uh, be on the like of Ten Hag. I'm not sure if uh, Dalot also maybe on the right side because I think Bisaka is very good on defensive play but not that much on on attacking style, and I think Ten Hag will will play. <laughs> Uh, very offensive, mm-hmm. but uh, someone else—I don't know. <laughs> maybe, maybe someone will come up new <laughs> in the next two months. I—I I don't see rush for the awakening. Sorry, mm. but what about Sancho? 
Sancho, yes, he may he might be a good choice. Uh, I'm not sure many people will will be after him, so mm. he might be a good uh, a good choice in the late rounds. Yeah, it's a bit of a gamble though. Uh, it's a bit of a gamble. Um, fine, okay. Well, I think that's all the main points. Any other thoughts? Anything else you wanted to mention? Um. In our league, I, I wanted to say that we have established some rules. Mm-hmm. Okay, sure do tell, uh, do tell. Yes, <laughs> I'm not sure if uh, other people do rules in the yeah. league. Yeah. For example, uh, there's an interesting rule. Since last year, there were some trades that were not that uh, okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, have, <laughs> we have a rule. If, you, if I... Trade a player to you, like if I give you Loris, mm-hmm. you cannot give me back until at least ten rounds have passed. Right. Okay. Fine. Uh, so you can't do short-term deals. Yes, you can give it to someone else, but not to me. Sure. Okay. Uh, we have another one. Uh, we can do trades until the thirty round. In the last eight rounds, we do not allow any trade. Oh, that's an interesting rule. Okay, because yeah. people have said in the last season that okay, if someone who's ranked lower, he doesn't have any interest in. So mm-hmm. maybe he will give a good player to someone else. Uh, also, we have uh, the admin that uh, created the league. He takes very much time to approve a trade. Okay, he, he wants to make sure that it's a fair trade. It's fair to everybody, not just the two of them that are involved. And uh, yeah, fine, also, interesting. It's it's pretty hard to get a good trade in my league because the the people are very very stubborn <laughs> and they let go very very hard to the players. Yeah, I have to admit that that's probably me. <laughs> I'm <laughs> I'm I'm pretty hard to trade. I'm not the worst. There are some people in my league that are definitely harder to trade with, but I'm. Yeah, there are. There's a couple of guys in my league who who would trade everyone every week, kind of like how you sound. Um, but yeah, I'm probably more on the conservative end. Um, but yeah, that's interesting. You bring that up actually. So we have some rules in our league. Our trading rules are a little bit more um, liberal. If we think that a trade is dodgy, we will flag it up. We don't have the admin approval. We, they do just go through. Um, but we're pretty transparent, so if we think that something's dodgy, we will we will call it out. And I guess kind of the opposite to your thing about having to keep them for ten weeks, we do have the ability to loan players, do temporary trades. So some, so for example, in in the blank game weeks, maybe some guy doesn't have a playing goalkeeper, um, so you can do a trade where maybe um, I'll give you my goalkeeper this week and then next week I'll take your good midfielder just temporarily for the week so we do have a kind of a loan system which does get used quite a lot and actually one of the biggest rules which is at the beginning of the season obviously the game starts um, before the transfer window is shut okay so those you know those really good players that get added to the game maybe like game week three or four um, obviously, the way that the the draft game is set up is that if you're bottom of the league, you get first choice to, to pick those guys up on yeah. the waivers. So we have a complete block after draft day. Any of the um, new players that are signed 
can't be picked up until the transfer window is shut so that they're all waiting there in the waiver list. And it's not just the same guy at the bottom of the league picking up all of the new signings each week. Um, and the other thing, and I can't remember if we're still doing it this year, I think we are, is that if there's like a really strong rumour that somebody's going to sign, for example, like Neymar, who you mentioned earlier, if somebody wants to gamble on it, we will let them like draft Neymar. So we'll assign Neymar a, a placeholder player, like some random, you know, Nottingham Forest striker who nobody probably actually wants. And we assign that player to be Neymar. So that so that you can technically try to draft him, but if the deal doesn't actually go through, then your gamble was you wasted the pick basically. So you kind of didn't get him, but it at least allows people to um, to gamble if they think one of those transfers is going to come in um, late. But uh, yeah, it's, it's interesting you brought that up. I'm sure most leagues have their own rules, like 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 we've just talked about and. Uh, I think you have to really because we take it we all take it so seriously. <laughs> yeah. That one with the, about the transfer is pretty pretty good. I think I will uh, I will bring it up to the mm. league because last year there was a new player which he didn't know in at the draft moment. He was online but he didn't know he had to choose the players. He thought he it was an uh, automatic uh, mm-hmm. draft. And uh, he had the unbelievable luck <laughs> to have the to have Kane, Lacazette, Mares, uh, Ruben Diaz, some mm-hmm. players like this. Yeah. And in the first round, he lost, and uh, he had the first choice to get Lukaku. Yes. Because and Lukaku then came. and then and was it? Didn't Ronaldo join yes. after that? Yeah. He he trade he uh, he took Lukaku for Martial. He get rid of Martial and then two rounds later he was still the last one <laughs> he gets Ronaldo and he had Kane, Ronaldo and Lukaku yeah yeah so I think um, I can remember because I was in a couple of more casual leagues and um, I saw so many teams like from and when I was looking at um, other people's leagues so many teams ended up with Lukaku and Ronaldo in the same team because the guy Obviously, was just in last place at the beginning of the season and just picked them both up. So yeah, in in our league, we would just keep them in the waiver pile until I think it's like game week four, maybe four or five, when the transfer window will shut. Yeah, I think it was uh, four. Yeah. So um, and then on game week four, it's then just free for all. So at least then the guy who's bottom will only be able to get one of those guys, and then at least if you're like second bottom third bottom you've got a chance of of getting one obviously if you're top you're still probably gonna struggle to to get one of them but you're top so it's probably worth it i mean i guess last year is lukaku in the end didn't really turn out to be that big of a advantage but on paper it it looked pretty unfair at the beginning (laughs) we also had a funny situation in the winter after the transfer window closed because the the last guy on the 12th place, he didn't play the, uh, the second part of the season. Mm-hmm. He didn't play it from December, I think. But uh, we were, I think, four or five of us at a birthday party. And uh, some, another one said, uh, maybe you can get, you can come back and get Coutinho. <laughs> and he came back to Coutinho and he didn't play it. He just took Coutinho <laughs> so we we couldn't have 
Yeah, so I think um, the and that's another interesting point. I mean, everyone in our league is very engaged. And I think having the the money prize is a good way to keep people switched on because you know you don't want to come last, forget about your team, and have to pay quite a big chunk of money. So I think the money is a good way to keep everyone. Is is he coming back to your league this year? No, we no. Fine. And that's why many people said that we should get the race, maybe because it's the the amount is too small and it's not that much hurting. Yeah. <laughs> so fine. Yeah. Higher. And I guess the guys now who who are left are all very serious about it. Yes. Yes. That's why you're having the conversation about increasing your money. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Fine. Anything else before we wrap up? Uh, no, I think uh, you think it's all right. Fine, touched okay. all the subjects. Great. Well, thank you very much again for agreeing to uh, come on. I so say you're the first uh, first guest pod. It's been really good. Um, I know it can get a bit um, a bit monotonous just listening to me drone on every week on my own with the podcast. So it's nice to have another voice to bounce off of. Obviously, at the beginning, I mentioned, uh, and probably by the time that this podcast is out the 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 site and and the podcast being relaunched and rebranded as draft fc now moving forward the site is going to be on a subscription basis so it will be uh, i think 3.99 a month but because you've agreed to come and and take your time to do this podcast as a thank you for for joining um we'll, we're we're going to give you this whole season for free on the new site okay thanks a lot i will i can't wait to join yeah, so it, I mean, it's really good, and um, you can be one of the first people to properly get in there and and have a look at it all and and uh, promote it for us. <laughs> yeah, sure. Um, so yeah, we'll uh, I'll send you the details for that um, once we're up and running in the next. It'll probably be this week, and then you can um, you can have a look. So uh, I'm going to have my draft picks on there. We're going to do the 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 usual draft universe feature where it collates all of everyone's draft leagues in and so we average out um how everyone's drafting so you can see roughly where each player is getting taken um so yeah looking forward to it all being up and running and uh, yeah you can check it out and and see how it's how it's going yes sure <laughs> all right um great well i think that's it thanks a lot So that's the first guest pod in the bag. Massive thanks again to Nikolai for taking the time to have a chat with me and talk all things draft. I'm sure many of you will um, will have echoed a lot of the things that were said in there and will have similar experiences in your draft league. Um, so obviously, as we've mentioned at the beginning and just then at the end, the site has obviously now relaunched under the new title of Draft FC as has this podcast. And if you want to hear all about the new launch and what went into it and uh, plans for the future, then check out the episode before this, episode 78, where I get together with the rest of the Draft FC team and discuss all the goings on. In the meantime, though, head over to draftfc.co.uk where you'll be able to check it all out for yourself. Make sure you're subscribed to the podcast if you're not already. There's still at least a couple more guest pods to come uh, with some other listeners, which was some really interesting chats. Um, And as always, stay shook.